and welcome to this week's episode of the Gamer Talks podcast. I'm back from a holiday, um, and with me once again I've got Andy. Hello. Hello Andy. We've got John. Hiya. And we've got Nick on the microphone as well. Yes, microphone. Good man, good man. Um, so yeah, there's been a few things going on. I've not done anything because I've been on holiday. Lazy. Luckily, I was going to say the rest of you three have got some stuff to fill me in, to help me out. Yes, we do. I think, Nick, you want to go first or what you want? We go do the usual, what we've been playing <laughs> first. Yeah? yeah? So obviously you've been on holiday, Michael, so you've not played anything. No, but actually, this morning, well, last night, I played the Diofield Chronicle, the demo. It's what really did you crazy. think, man? It's another Square Enix RPG. It's kind of like a cross between Dragon Quest and Octopath Traveler. That sounds quite good, actually. Yeah, I actually like that type of game. But um, it's 50 quid. I'm like, it's a bit much, you know? Wait for it to go on sale. Yeah. Yeah, Steam sale. Yeah, Game yeah. Pa- Games Pass. Yeah, that'd be nice too. Um, but yeah, there's something new here. Uh, John, what about you? Uh, I've been pretty much playing the same as what I've been playing the last two podcasts. Uh, basically, FIFA and... Yeah. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Whoa, big surprise there. But, but, <laughs> but, we, I have played a bit of Human Fall Flat with Puke and another friend called King Bogey. Yeah. That we've captured some content and will be sharing soon on the yeah. Gamer Talks YouTube. YouTube channel, yeah, we, that will be loaded up soon. Myself, Puke and Andy decided to do, go into Battlefield as well, 2042. And... We captured a lot of bad gameplay on that as well, <laughs> and a lot of my friends that joined as well, so that got a bit raucous and some banter flu. There's uh, some terrible games we played. Some well. terrible gameplay. <laughs> like, I know my, like me and Pookie had to split and you go and record for an hour on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and me and Pookie split, I know my hour was terrible. Gameplay, but I did get a couple of clips which will also be uploaded soon. I think most of my content was just, How? How did he not die? Why is he not dead? That's a polite version. How the fuck did I die? Yeah, lots of bad words in there, but yeah, no, I'll be going up on YouTube soon, so keep an eye out for that one. Um, I'll be watching that as well. That should be quite interesting to see how you'll get on. Yeah, Nick, what about you? Um, I've been playing um, Idol Manager still. You know the uh, where you you it's a it's a game about uh, Japan being a, a manager of a Japanese idol band. Oh. Um, so you've got all these girls oh, and you have to hire them based on their stats, and then you have to uh, try and make singles, sell the singles, and then play live shows and world tours and stuff like that. And you have to basically it's like running a business. So I've been playing that, which is quite a lot of fun actually. It's quite addictive. I find. That five hours have passed. I don't even know. I notice. wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was playing it, and I was—I I don't know how many, how many t- time in, and then I was stuck on like minus fifty-four million oh. yen or whatever for ages, and now suddenly I'm—I'm now a hundred million up. So I'm, I'm, it took me a bit of time, like a bit of graft, but you can get oh there in the God. end. <laughs> and then um, I played a game called Toem as well, uh, which was yeah. the free game on. Um, uh, which was the free game on um, PS Plus this month, 
yeah. Um, I, I platinum that. Um, but by uh, it's by something we made, and it was just a really, really, really cute, really adorable game. Um, uh, you're basically just this character who, who just wants to go out and see the world, and it has several uh, little maps that you can go to, and you have to get enough tokens to get the bus to the next thing, uh, next area by doing quests. And um, yeah, it's just um, it's a basically a camera-related game, so you have to go around taking cam pictures of stuff and showing yeah. it to other people for quests, finishing quests and stuff. And yeah, it was a gorgeous game. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's quite a short game, but for free it was it was good i really enjoyed it yeah. and i've just been like i said playing battlefield and fifa with uh with the boys that's about it yeah, really right. i've yeah, seen, I've uh, seen pictures and a little bit of footage of Toa in it because it looks amazing yeah <laughs> i all, and stuff. i if i uh, creep into dark corner i've also been playing a game called night trap which um my friend who got me the last game got me a copy of this as well for the pc <laughs> Even though it was re released on the Sega CD, yeah, I don't know if anybody. I remember that. Did anyone? Did, do you remember that? I remember I, that. I got that when I was about fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, that's right about right. To get that KP game. Yeah, it was like nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. Um, developed in the eighties, and uh, but yeah. um, they just it just didn't go through in the end. So, it, but it was released on the, released on the Sega CD in ninety-two, and basically it's like um, they it's like they filmed a movie. Of these um, these wit these girls who are in the house, but they move into this house, but it's like um, it's got a load of vampires in it, and you as the player have to make decisions and watch them on camera. So you watch them on cameras and look for clues and listen to uh, listen to um, listen to their conversations uh, uh, their conversations to try and help save them from these vampires. And basically, it's it's quite graphic. It sounds quite. A like, it sounds a bit like Big Brother in a game. It's um, it's really, it did really, it belittled women quite a lot, and um, uh, yeah, so it was um, and it's quite graphic, the murderers in it and stuff like that, because it's like real life people rather than you know an actual game or anything like that, like so. But it's like an interactive movie type digital picture game. But it was set the traps off for yeah for the main, don't you? I do remember that, you know. Yeah, you had to set. My brother had it because he's older than me, and it was like he had to set traps for for um, up if uh, they were going to come in through the doors and zip and things like that. Like, and then the vampires would get caught in these traps and die horrifically. And apparently, it was just a bit too much. It was so much um, that um, the I think Toys R Us and that like took it all off the shelves and that like, and then. Yeah. The, the Senate ended up having a hearing which led to the uh, creation of the Entertainment Software Rating Board, the ESRB, which is still used to this day. So they, so because of that game, they had to bring in a rating system oh, <laughs> for graphic right. content because obviously everybody was playing it, including 14-year-old boys, apparently. Um, yes! So, yes. so, <laughs> so I, I got a copy of that that's like oh. transitioned from onto the PC, so I played an old copy of that and... It was fucking hilarious yeah, and stupid bad. and funny and disgusting. So the yeah, it's so bad on it as well. Yeah, the acting's yeah. terrible. It's like the worst <laughs> B movie actor. Oh yeah, it's seen. awful, but it's so brilliant at the same time. That's why yeah, you love that's it. Yeah, that's what makes yeah. it so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I play. I've, I've, so I play. So that's me dark corner because if it is a basically a, like a, a based on a horror game because it's just the the murders in it and stuff like that because it's real life people is just quite graphic and quite shocking. Uh, probably more for its time than it is now, but it was uh, yeah an interesting play anyway. I don't. I don't. I didn't finish it, but I got relatively far through. I didn't finish oh, it before yeah. this podcast. So, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Something about those old games. They're quite good. Should you know, record a playthrough of it, please? <laughs> yeah, I should do like yeah. I might actually do, uh, put some content because some of my own game, uh, my own gaming on my own stuff. I might make content for and put it up on the channel. So, oh, okay, cool, nice, nice. Uh, and yeah, and then, and then add. <laughs> what, what have I been playing? Yeah, um, you've been playing games or doing anything noteworthy? I finished. I finally finished Metro Exodus. Woo! Yay! Yeah, right, I kind of had to kind of force myself to finish that. <laughs> It was a bit of a slog, um, but I had the gold edition, so I started on the DLC. Thinking, hopefully, yeah. that will be a bit more linear and more like the first two. Yeah, there's like some extra story missions in that. Well, yeah. so far it has been. It's really good. Instead of being more open world and scavenging for resources, you're playing as a guy. He's in the met- the metro, and he's got a, a big flamethrower, and his job is like. He's part of a, a squad that goes down every couple of weeks or so with flamethrowers and destroy all the slime that's building up everywhere. Oh, right. This horrible I think I've sort seen of it. like yeah. sort of mutant growth that's everywhere <laughs> and it's like vomiting out worms that, that are killing people. So they go down as a the little squad every so often oh, and, and burn all the goop away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds. And he's like, well, yeah, he's he's got all his heavy gear on, so it's like it's kind of like playing an old Slow. like Metroid kind of game. Yeah. It's like. A it's lot like more one of those ones that's weirdly therapeutic, though, isn't it? Because you're cleaning up. Kind of. It's it's <laughs> a lot more slower paced than what Exodus was. Yeah. So but I've got that, and then I've got uh, is it called Sam's Story, which is the other DLC pack that I got. Oh right, right okay. So I'll do that, and then I'll be completely. I'll Hell probably be wishing that there was more mex- ex- uh, Metro to be playing. <laughs> yeah, um, other than that, I've been playing uh, more Final Fantasy. Eyes of oh, the okay. Arcade. And I got the games pass today because there was a few games Again? to try. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to go back to Aliens Fire Team, oh, and I okay. wanted to, I wanted to play. There was a couple of new games that were out. I think mm-hmm. day one release for Games Pass was Heinekens. Yep, which <laughs> looks funny. And I forgot the name of the other one, but two of them looked really good. There's uh, a few, there's what? a few on there worth playing. It, one of them was Quake Four actually. I wanted to quit, and that came out fucking donkeys ago now. Maybe like a good 13, 14 years ago that came out now. So I think What's that Alien Fire team like? Because I saw Bogey playing that, like, and I heard that it was supposed to be really good. Like, is it? Wasn't it a bit like like Destiny, but with aliens, where you've got like three man fire teams going up against aliens and stuff? I think it's like the aliens games, but it's a multiplayer focused thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really mm. fun. Um, well, I'm a big fan of aliens, so. It's pr- as far as Aliens games goes. Is it quite it's similar? Because I don't know. Ones. Is it quite similar to Rainbow Six Quarantine then? Okay, it's, I think more like a, it's a squad of you working through a level where there's a story-based objective. To oh, it, okay. And you go from point A to B, but there's other stuff you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the while you've got like this sort of AI that responds to how your game is yeah, going. Yeah, monsters and evolves. Floods and rushes of uh, aliens. You've got 
loads of different kinds of aliens in it as well. Oh, so. And then you can level up what, your different types, xenomorphs and facehuggers and stuff, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can unlock parts for your guns and new guns. It's a lot of fun. And each character's got a different speciality, hasn't it? Yeah, there's different yeah. character classes. I, I did look at it, but I never... I just... I, I can't remember the last time there was a really good aliens game, eh? Yeah, well, apart from <laughs> Isolation, but... Yeah. It's the Alien the Trilogy on the PlayStation 1 was brilliant. Frydenberg? The Alien uh, Trilogy was brilliant on um, PlayStation 1. Yeah, that's going back yeah. a while. Yeah. You had, like, the Alien versus Predator games and stuff, but they're not so fun to go back and play now. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's kind of rose-tinted rose glasses, right? Like, um, well, I might, I might get Game Pass and try that fire team with you then, Andy. I'll be yeah, I mean, if you like Alien and... I love Alien. So, and you, like, sort of... It's, it's a co-op game. I, I want. I like it because it's a co-op instead of a competitive yeah. game. And I'm getting well, I like Alien and I like Aliens anyway. The other films are f- yeah. meh. Alien Three is all right, but the original idea and concept would have been better than before they changed it. So it's a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it, and it's um, uh, Games Pass is always adding like cool little indie games and shit like that. A lot of stuff on it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'll probably be. And for the price, it's good value as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, if it was like twenty quid, I might, I, I might get it, and then, but I'd only get it if I was going to play it with other people, though. To be honest. Well, I was kind of hoping it would go on sale soon, a bit cheaper. That's why I opted for Games Pass instead of buying it because I wanted to play it. But it's not. I would say it's worth the twenty five pounds price tag. Yeah. Well, the only so. thing I would say about that is when Fire Team Elite first came out, it was awful. Yeah. Everyone slated it. And then they've slowly kind of picked it up, you know, with the updates and new monsters and guns and whatever, and made it quite good. <laughs> this is this is a recurrent theme with games, especially AAA games, is, as yeah. they're releasing broken games, mm-hmm. and it's taken up to a year to fix. I mean, Battlefield's playable now; it's still no fix, though. Yeah. It's playable. It's more playable than it was at launch. Mm-hmm. I actually quite enjoyed it, but I think that's because I've not played a first-person shooter in months. I uh, think maybe that might be it. Um, <laughs> There's still some really annoying recurring bugs that have been there since day dot. Yeah, yeah, but AAA games are like that. FIFA's like that. Yeah. FIFA 22 has got the same bug that was in the beta with the straps, and it's still there. Yeah. Now, how a company like EA, or it just happens to mention that the two games are EA, but it <laughs> happens and not the other AAA studios. Cyberpunk's the most famous one now. There we go. But they, I mean, they brought The Witcher 3 and it was broken, wasn't it? It wasn't broken, but it was hard to play. Janky, right? Uh, yeah. And it took them a while to fix it. When you're paying £70 for a game, you want it playable day one. Not six months down the line. That's why paying 50, 60, 70 pounds is just not for me at all. Well, you see, this this is what I've done some research into this, like, so I can give you a little rundown of what I found out for the reasons why. Okay, go on then. So, there are a few games coming out right now this year, so apparently a lot of the um, developers and studios have said that 2022 is been described as the COVID gap year. 
So a lot of reasons and problems for games and lack of games has been because of the pandemic. So a lot of the games coming out before 2020 were kind of pretty much ready and they got released and that sort of thing. Um, but obviously they might have some things to iron out and that sort of thing. Anything that was supposed to be released this year has all been pushed back by a year into 2023. So they've all been delayed. And apparently but due to um, the pandemic, um, um, most studios productivity is only about 80% of what it used to be when they're testing games and, and that sort of thing. Um, and it's it's made that's mainly because a lot of people were then working from home, so it made it harder to collaborate than coming in. So there's so some game the companies like uh, Bungie that are have are having everybody back into the studio now and stuff like that. Like, but a lot of the other uh, studios have only got like a several a certain amount of people in. The rest are all working from home, and they have to in America anyway. They have to offer. Um, the fact that uh, the uh, the option to work from home. Um, it's also that people that have started to make new worlds and IPs in 2020, apparently their productivity has dropped to 30% uh, for the same reason. So like coming up with whole brand new concepts and worlds and everything like that, like has dropped to about 30%. So it's making it even harder and taking even longer to get new games started uh, that back in 2020. Um, it's also a problem at the moment that it's hard to get consoles now, both the, the Series X and the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. So um, companies aren't releasing games yet because they want um, more consoles out there so that more people are able to play their games, as well as pro profit margins, I'd have thought. And like Andy and John have just said, um, after the poor launch of Cyberpunk, developers now are more, a, lot, uh, a lot more cautious not to ship a game before it's fully ready after all the complications and embarrassment and and uh and poor, uh, poor feedback and media that uh, cyberpunk got um and then lastly you've got things like um apex destiny fortnite um fifa and you've uh, that are all everyday gaming and you also have PS Plus, Games Pass, which have all these different games that people could just play for subscriptions and stuff like that. So it's really hard now for for um, companies to to not to uh, to wait longer until something's ready because of the wow factor to try and pull people from these everyday gaming, you know, Dead by Daylight, World of Warcraft, to play their games and to justify people spending 70, 80 quid on games. Mm -hmm. So. That's what I've found out, and um, it's a lot of reasons, um, okay. you know, deep within the gaming world and, and industry of why games have been delayed and why they're not releasing them as much. Well, I don't mind that though. I really, yeah. I'd rather you delay my game six months to a year, yeah. and when I buy it, it's, it's but the fuck, game, yeah. And it's good. Uh, well, it might not be good, but as as long as it's not, it's, it's not a poor rushed out job kind of thing if yeah, I get yeah. it and it's not as good as I thought it was that's my bad Yeah. but when I'm buying a game that's glitchy can he replay bits missing when it's an unfinished game I get angry Yeah. yeah. The, the common culprits seem to be like online platform games Yeah. No, just, just listening to what Nick said there I'm not sure I really agree you know, if you think of some of the companies out there making games, there's a lot of money and a lot of offices and stuff around the world. It's not like they're pushed for resources, you know. 
you know, you're thinking PlayStation, Xbox, Warner Brothers, Amazon, there's a lot out there. You know, and just because it's harder to collaborate doesn't mean they can't. You know, and there's plenty of money to design new worlds or buy someone else's content. They've got plenty of time to perfect things before they release it. There's plenty of platforms out there to play it on. I'm not sure I agree with all the, oh, yeah, people can't buy a console or people are worried they're going to look stupid or whatever. <coughs> No, I don't. Uh, I don't think you understand the concept of making games, Mikey. I mean, when it comes to if you've got a massive group of people in a in a one floor of a building working on a game, they can all collaborate together there and then. Whereas if you're working for from home with your with your then work home to work life around you as well, you're then collaborating and you don't uh, from all different parts of the country maybe or different parts of the city so you're having to communicate through emails or calls or video calls and everything like that and you're not there and then being able to come to that computer to help that person or collaborate with that person it's especially when you're testing games and ironing out bugs it takes it's a lot of effort and it takes a long time like you know and it, with people yeah. be, working from home and not within the same vicinity of each other it's a lot harder to do you know that's right, because I mean, they when they're playtesting in the studio in the actual building, they have one floor that's just playtesting, and then they have folk in that room that are, anytime someone finds a bug, they get a person over, and mm -hmm. boom, like Nick's saying, if they're playtesting at home, you're having to stop, record that, send it to... See, Andy's the guy in charge of fixing the bugs. I've got to send it to him. Then he's got to come back to me and say, well, what happened when you done this? And what happened when you done this? Can you go back and do this? And then, you know, that's much more harder to do than actually being in the same room. Yeah, I get that, if you're working So that, that stops the delays. That, get, that is going to... I get that, but um, what about the games before and after COVID? Well, well, that's it. Before COVID, they had no excuses. We're just rushing it out. No, because like you're, uh, you know, there was uh, you were saying when the the Witcher came out, that was way before COVID, and it was. Well, the Cyberpunk was before COVID as well, because that was um, yeah. what Christmas twenty twenty. But Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red took on a load of funding from um, bigwigs um, in Europe and that sort of thing. Like, so they took on a lot of money and they, they the, the publicists and the, and the producers and everything, they wanted the game out ASAP. Um, but they, but the CD Projekt Red saying, it's not ready yet, it's not ready yet, it's not ready yet. So then they eventually, they were overruled and um, the producers forced them to release it for the PS5 release, basically, just before the PS5 release. So they did what they were told, and it just wasn't ready. It needed about another two years on it. And with the pandemic, it probably would have ended up in another three years. But they've had it in, in production since 2017. So I can understand that it's a long wait, but if you have a long wait for a game that ends up being as good as The Witcher 3... You're going to get your money back, do you know what I mean? So that's why one of the main reasons why that happened. But like Nick said, the good thing about cyberpunk, the mass, like the media things, the studios are going to wake up and see now, hopefully, we can't release unfinished work. And let's make no bones about it, cyberpunk was unfinished. 
So hopefully that kind of, sadly it has to do that, <laughs> so we can maybe say, right, well, they're not going to do that anymore. Hopefully. They probably will. EA will, because that's EA, EA the demo. <laughs> it's the damage control that we have to extend. Yeah. Like, I mean, people are still on for home and that, but it's still happening. Yeah, but they're going back into the studios now, so hopefully we'll see in the next upcoming, there's some big titles coming up. Two thousand and twenty three is gonna be uh, some year. I mean there's some I mean you got Ragnarok coming out this Christmas, you got that Callisto protocol which just yeah. honest to God is just looks so good. I mean Dead Space for me was something special, do you know what I mean? So the fact that he's created a, a whole new franchise now, in my opinion, there'll be more from him for this. Um, for Callisto Protocol just looks immense. And you've got so many others that are coming out around that time as well. And then the start of the year as well. It's just sort of like, it's 2023. It's just going to be amazing. And people have no money. Yeah. <laughs> it's the amount, of, the amount yeah. of games that are coming out. Like, But also the struggle with that, again, is probably like what Mikey's saying about the price is if you release too many good games in one year, people are going to struggle to buy them. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, you At 70, 70, 80 quid a pop. You said that to me because I... In, in the period of about a month or two coming up, I've got Call of Duty, Gotham Knights, and God of War. Yeah. Yeah. So that is. That's what, 200 quid? Yeah. Yeah, so I might have to push maybe God of War back to Christmas. It's a lot of money, yeah. Get that as part of my Christmas, probably, yeah, because we always save up our uh, nectar prices. Oh, yeah, and yeah, buy yeah. games yeah. I get one and Ethan gets one eh? yeah, uh, so I might do that and then that way it frees up uh, frees up money. time and plus it gives me time to finish go to Tsushima yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough yeah, yeah no it's, that's the thing it all comes down to the cost though for us the consumer you know whether it's a complete game or not it's still a lot of money you can't get away with that are these 70 pound price tags can but come I'm, back right on an exclusive game yeah. You know, I mean, I know they're making profits and they're playing exclusivity and whatever, but it's still a lot of money for us. That's what I'm going to really, uh, I'll research that for the next podcast is why are they 65, 70 quid? I, I'd be curious to say, to see why. There must be a reason why. It's probably quite obvious, but I'm going to research it for my own. We were just saying inflation. Yeah, it's got to be inflation to do with that sort of thing. And the, the new consoles being the other, they are probably harder to maintain and maintenance and that sort of thing. I don't, well, you could research why. I don't get why digital copies are more expensive than disc copies. Yeah, no, that's yeah. one of the. That weird confuses things. me. Yeah. I thought it would be the other way about. I don't think the physical copy would be a collector's thing right now. Especially if it is. Yeah. And then it costs like 120 quid. It's like, mm. well, why is it, you know, the PC one the same as a standard physical one because mm. the physical one you get a box you get a piece of paper you get a desk you know digital one you, you don't even like, own the game you own the license to play it you can't even trade it in what the hell for mm. it's like i pay a sedan for chronicle 50 quid what am i paying 50 quid for i don't own the game i don't own a box i don't own any art i don't own the soundtrack what am i paying for it's just a license to play a game that might not work in 10 years' time. It's just crazy. So you got anything else for us, Nick? Yeah, I've got um, more information about the PS Dual Edge wireless controller. Go ahead. 
So the new pro one that they advertised at Gamescom. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the dual edge wireless controller. Um, it's going to be interesting playing like Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, it's got buttons on the back, doesn't it? But it it might um it might help people uh, play like the cross platform against the PC people. But apparently, um, it's it has like a tweaking performance, and you can fine tune um your uh, your aim by adjusting the stick sensitivity as well um uh, you can swap out the analog pads yeah. um you can save different controller profiles and so that you can um move um move it around the controller with the press of a button so you can like save um certain uh, button sequences and then while you're doing one thing and then save that and then to do something else you can then um, press a button to change to that so let's say if you're attacking and you have a certain setup you press a button you use that if you're defending you press a button and change your you'll change your controller to that so it's like bringing macros in a way like to uh, to the console controllers um, and then also it has all the regular dual sense capabilities as well so it's it's a bit like oh. a scratch controller then yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could buy modded controllers that would help give you an advantage. It's just giving a flashback to my old like neon yeah. green see-through Wildcats controller from the the turbo <laughs> buttons. And shit, right? We call them I call yeah. them scratch controllers eh? because oh no scuff sorry not scratch scuff sure. scuff controllers I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. So they get. So they will be um, anywhere between um, probably eighty to one hundred and twenty quid for one. Fuck! Jesus, the remote price—that's a lot of money. Because the same yeah. the Xbox Pro controllers, though, know, either. it's about a hundred, hundred bucks. Talking about game prices, that's even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I get one, it's going in a glass case in a drawer somewhere to stop my missus knocking it off the coffee table while she's Ubering or something. <laughs> You know what I mean, but I don't know. I, I I'm not um, that immersed into gaming to 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 justify buying one. I don't think. Yeah. But if if I am dying continuously in games all, all the time <laughs> and I'm not there to step up and do that sort of thing, I can't like really moan about dying. Cause... But like us on Battlefield the other night, <laughs> coming to YouTube soon. <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. That one. I want but, to see um, dying on the battlefield. The only <laughs> bit of battlefield, baby. Anyway, um, I just, I, like all I had was, um, I just had a couple of, um, I had a couple of um, uh, games that I looked at that are gonna, right, that that one's, one's an idea that's gonna, um, uh, that's gonna be started, and the other one was a game that's gonna come out as well. Um, so I've got killer, killer clowns from outer space. Yes. Yeah. I've yeah. seen the advert for that. That was made by the same studio that they uh, did the uh, Friday the 13th one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's from that cult classic 1980s horror film. <laughs> uh, you know, aliens dressed as clowns and they come down to Earth in a circus, te circus tent spaceship to attack a small village. <laughs> cool. so, it looks mad. Uh, it does look mad. Is that not going to be free to play? It's gonna, I'm game. not sure to be honest, but it's a, it's three versus seven online, and it's like clowns versus humans in battle form in a battle form. So it could be really good. It sounds a bit like taking the idea from destroy all the humans and put clowns there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wrong with that? 
I hope it's got the I hope it's got the same ridiculous B movie co uh, comedic kind of perspective for the game as well because that would yeah, be hilarious. That's that's what you want. Probably be a lot of be some Easter eggs in it as well. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah more likely. But um, and then the other game was um the movie June, um yeah. or you know there's a couple of movies of June, but um apparently then Funcom are making it who created Conan. Um, are making June into an MMO. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's... Did we not at Gamescom? Was yeah. that not at Gamescom? Yeah. A survival, yeah. open world survival sandbox game. Yeah, yeah, another open world survival yeah, sandbox. Yeah, another. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have to survive in uh, Arrakis, um, shared by thousands of players, basically. So it's like thousands of players in Arrakis, and you have to just survive in this, um, on this, in Arrakis, to try and... And, and I guess it's probably going to be mixture of Sky uh, of um, Elder Scrolls and World of Warcraft and Destiny and that sort of thing. Like, so it'd be inter interesting to see what they've see, interesting to see what they've got um, in store for that. Like, it's fun, comma. Um, Conan, I actually enjoy playing with Andy, even though survival games aren't my thing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. Like, so it's, it's what to look out for. A good concept, you know. It's always off-putting to me, though, with these survival games, if you go into a server and it's, like, really busy and you've spent ages getting some good gear and a good weapon and some guy just kills you out of nowhere and then you, like, lost hours of work and you have just to redo it or try and get your gear back. And it's like, fuck that, that's, that's not so a fun weird. look. Well, they used to do that in Minecraft and then they added an option to, like, keep your gear when you die. Yeah. Even when like, yeah, I'll do that. When I'm playing on Conan, it's on, like, a server with some pals or <laughs> on a PvE server because yeah. it's... You'll never, like, if you want to do the actual game mission and finish the story and do all the dungeons and stuff, ah. you'll never get the chance to do it without players killing you and, like, impeding your progress in some way or another. Just, uh, just time-consuming these games. Yeah, it just, yeah. um, no. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like I, I don't I, know. I think Rust, Rust's the most Rust, brutal one for it. Grind, 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 grind. Uh, yeah. We Rust, it's I go mates that religiously play lately. And yeah, they just, I, like I see the messages, I'm in the group chat and I'm in the party chat on the PlayStation just so I can go in and speak to them and yeah. they're always messaging, it's all, I mean, eight o'clock in the morning, we're getting raided. Can folk are at work, <laughs> you know, I don't know, what do you want me to do? I'll just, I'll just stop this meeting to come help you out. No, the games aren't for me. It's a full-time game. Yeah. No, I got it, I got it. Well, it could have a different, different. Um, it could be like that Defiance twenty fifty. You know, I don't know if anyone ever played that. That was a, an interesting concept. I only played it for a few months with a mate, like, but it was an interesting con, con context. Wait, was that the sort of MMO shooter one where it was like on an alien planet? Yeah, like you, you had to you you run around doing like small things, but then like a, a massive. I can't remember what it's called now, but like a massive. You join um, fights, and that like, and there'll be like, however many amount, uh, however many of you tried to kill this thing, and you all just attacking it, and that. So it was it quite was like interesting. A first person shooter, World of Warcraft, from what I can remember. Yeah, pretty much. Like it was it's an interesting concept and context. So, but um, it never. I don't know if it really took off, but it was yeah, it Destiny, was something different. Destiny nailed that uh, formula, didn't it? Yeah, well, 
Destiny kind of ruined it. I played Destiny when it first came out, but it kind of ruined it. it took like Peter Drinklage out of it, replaced him, and or just took him out and that sort of thing. It was just sort of. Two's really good. It's pretty much like that defiance, except you know, fine tuned and made uh, better and everything. It is good. It is pretty. Like uh, I'm not sure what the uh, the new DLC is like for Destiny Two. I did like how they made it free though, so that was that was pretty good shot. Yeah, that's when they made it free, they obviously attracted a lot more players to it. Yeah, they also attract a lot more people to spend on their microtransactions as well. Yeah. The DLC packs are all, they're all, they always get good reviews. Like, I think you actually get, like, a good bang for your buck with your DLC. I, like, I wonder get. if that's because it's free and then they're adding actual decent stuff to it, so, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas yeah. I got the first one and the second one for full price both times. Fuckers. I think, I think the, um... I think what the only reason I was disappointed with um, with Destiny, I think, was like obviously the Peter Dinklage thing, because I played it up until whatever level cap it was, um, and then I went to Canada for a wedding. So, um, but um, but it was the concept for it, which is what me and my mate were looking forward to, was the fact that you could be in a do it solo campaign, or you could do it in a three man team, and you would be able to go from planet to planet to planet and you'd be able to go all over the solar system and this sort of thing go to these different planets and do loads of quests and do all these different things and and um it was like like space exploration but it didn't end up being that it you know um they promised us like a load of different planets you could go to and i think when it first came out you were like on earth and you had the moon and Mars or something like that, like, and that was it. There was like not a, a lot else what that was promised. So it was just a bit of a letdown. And then they were like, yeah, 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 no worries. It will come out in DLCs over time. <laughs> and it was like a year later. And it's just like they, they've just released another dungeon after six months, I think it was. And it was just sort of like, ugh. it was just, it just wasn't, wasn't what they said it was going to be. And it just ended up being like World of Warcraft where you're just doing the same dungeons and stuff over and over and over again just to get a piece of armor and I just uh, yeah I just couldn't be bothered like no I can't be asked for World of Warcraft either I've tried that and it's just too much for me you know it's another game that just demands too much time yeah pretty much it's like I've only got limited time in the day anyway I don't have mm. any more not to say that it's not fun I did play it for a while and uh, I've said before I like the Final Fantasy MMO 14 which yeah. is good but um, again, just it demands too much fucking time yeah. if you oh, really yeah. want to enjoy everything that you pay for with them. Yeah. Yeah. Again, grinding. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I've not got time to do that. I need instant gratification yeah. in my games. No, the worst is when it's like there. you've got a single player game with grinding to pad it out. Oh, so that, that just. Fucking have, you got, have you guys bought your Modern Warfare yet? Because the, um, they've got. Excuse me. <laughs> it's a beta weekend this weekend, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've got. Um, yeah, there's another beta that you can play or something like that. Sunday. Um, if you've pre-ordered it, you can play it now. Yeah. Uh, only on PlayStation, unfortunately, <laughs> this weekend. Um, Is it just well, the weekend and then it's off? Well, it goes off. I think Tuesday. It's the last day. Uh, so if you pre-ordered, you can play it now. Sunday. Open beta to all PlayStation users till about Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then I think the following weekends are open beta all consoles. 
and it looks it looks good. It looks yeah. great. Uh, yeah, it does look yeah, now I watched the trailer. It looks yeah. really impressive. I'm actually, I was actually going to see they're adding this third person camera, and that changes everything. Mm. Oh yeah, that that always changes uh, the I, dynamic of a game. Because what what are the things that be a lot of the old school players like myself and that a lot of the like SOCOM players will love it because it takes a particular skill to play third person. It changes and the game, right? It changes your view. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they've got a field of view for consoles. Now that's got they've got to have that this year. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise they might lose out to PC market. I know a lot of folk. Well, does it well especially when you go with something like Warzone. Do they not have a uh, No, there was no there was no field of view slider for PlayStation Fuck. or Xbox. Oh, right. Especially with so, all the different sizes of yeah. TVs that you've got now. And like folk yeah. playing on like fifty inch four K screens. They need the higher So I know one of my mates massively in a Warzone wouldn't he get a PS five for that reason because he wants to play with a field of view. Yeah. He wants to open up. So and Warzone two was yeah. announced as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It looked really good. Uh, they've changed yeah. it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, the map looked brilliant. I watched a streamer play it. He wasn't, I don't know who the streamer is, I've never heard of him. And he wasn't very good, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it was at the event, so he probably was playing against other streamers that are good. Um, it looks different. They've got like three different wee circles now. Oh, yeah, and they, all form together. and they all form together. Yeah. So if you're in one circle, you've got to stay in that circle until it moves, yeah. which is interesting. You can't buy a loadout. You can't buy a loadout. Doesn't look like it, but I think there's places you can go to get your loadout. Yeah. Uh, while they were streaming it, you couldn't buy at the buy station, you couldn't buy your loadout. Yeah, okay. Which is good. Um, it had a very different kind of feel for it for Warzone, it looked. Yeah, it looked that's good though. More ele- like, took some elements from Blackout. Remember oh, the aye. first attempt at Battle Royale? Which was actually not too bad. I seen them got the dive. Yeah. That looks fun. And it was listening to the guy talk about how you can actually dive through windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah that looks great. The grabbing onto the window and jumping through. Yeah. Uh, two-man gulag. Oh, uh, yeah, and they come out as a team. You've got to play as a team, and there's a AI guy in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you kill, drops a key, and you if you manage to hold on to that key for, say, if, I don't know what how much time, it releases you without having to kill the other guys, yeah. or you kill the other guys and you get out. So oh, nice. A nice good, good spin on it, yeah. Aye, it's going to be different. Yeah. But then you could end up with a random person, you know. <laughs> Can you, your squad mates will be alive and say so? We'll see how it plays. It's certainly going to take me back to COD because I skipped the last COD, even though the wee man got it. Vanguard. I didn't uh, touch it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, People I'm, love the zombies on that, though, don't they? Um, no, that was um, the one before Cold War. Yeah. Had the zombies, did it not? Can't remember. Uh, yeah, so. When was COD at your ghosts? Koji Ghost. Well, that was like 2014 because I had that. I remember getting oh, yeah. the um, the headset. <laughs> what do you call it? The Turtle Beach headset for Ghosts. Ah, okay. That was like 2014, I think. I mean, they do one like every year, so I have to keep trying now. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, aye, but it's, I like Modern Warfare. I liked, I loved the original Modern Warfare. Yeah. I liked the reboot Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2013. And, oh, and I'm looking forward to this one yeah. as well. It looks good, I must say. Video yeah. looks impressive. I want you to try the DMZ mode first. Well, they've not announced much about it, but no. seemingly there's, it's meant, the rumours are there's a bit of escape of Tarkov kind of thing. Yeah. But then they said that about Hazard's only Battlefield, and it was Shame. shocking. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just wait and see, but seemingly yeah. it's getting played <laughs> on the Warzone 2 map. Yeah, and it's about uh, finding loot and escaping. Ah, so. Rather than fighting to the death and. Yeah one man standing or one team standing yeah so that could be interesting it all depends on how it works right if yeah. there's like battlefield has a shitty mechanic for a hard zone where it was like you spawn in and you collect these uh disc drives it, yeah disc drives that were dotted about the place and they got picked up by other players or they were guarded by, by ai players um I think is there two windows to get extracted at the helicopter? Yeah, I think there was two windows you could get extracted one time, and then about ten months later, I think there was a second one. It was just the fucking stupidest way to do it because there's guaranteed someone just lying down on the ground with an LMG, and watching over it every single or time. And sniper and it's yeah. Whereas the way that Tarkov works is, your escape is just as tense as your sort of raid, like. You've got a bunch of different options, and you have to plan your your exit just as much as you have to plan your actual raid itself. Mm. Um, and it takes away the actual sort of tactical side to it, just being this sort of clusterfuck, and just you know uh, roll the dice on whether you win ah. this once you've played the whole fucking match so far. It's just down to luck whether you're getting out with it or not. Which is well, um, Infinity Ward have confirmed that DMZ will be free to play alongside Warzone Two. Um, so they don't need to they don't actually need to own Modern Warfare 2 to play it um, it's, it's been released alongside it so it's uh, November 16th for Warzone 2 but it will be three weeks before this mode will be released um, it's their take on Escape from Tarkov where players must bus battle other players in order to loot, loot up an exfil um, some of the leaked info claims that players must complete objectives such as searching areas for radioactivity and rescuing hostages. So it will be played across the brand new Warzone 2.0 map of Al-Mazara. Al and AI will occupy large sections of the map patrolling and setting up in strongholds. And the AI will be a force to reckon with, reacting and reinforcing based on the player's actions. But players will need to get rid of them if they wish to collect the loot. I'm definitely on going for that. I think Andy is, Nick. Please be. Yeah. Do you want to make the four-man squad, Mikey? Yeah. If it's free, if it's free to play. Um, well, no, I love free things, so you know. Yeah, that's why you get ten holidays a year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I heard that uh, there was a Ubisoft forward. Well, there was, there a, was movie a movie soft forward. John opted to cover it for me. So, John, tell me what happened. Uh, I got slagged for the missus for sitting watching it while taking notes <laughs> on the laptop. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be sad. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Ubisoft forward. Um, starts off Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope for the Switch, which mm. is to be released on October the thirtieth. That was the first game they showed. Um, Still a month away. If you've played the previous ones, you'll know 
turn-based combat, real-time action, yeah. but it's a more open expo exploration than this one. Oh, okay. So short gameplay, which is colourful, lots of characters with puzzles to solve, and you that enables you to open new paths to get to your uh, next uh, mission. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so you choose your teams with different strengths and weaknesses, and then the turn-based combat kicks in. It looks fun if you're into that sort of thing. One of the few games that you'll see Mario with a gun shooting at people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it, kind of cool. At the end, they announced the plan that uh, they were going to release lots of DLC, and they announced that Rayman is going to be a playable character in it. Oof. That's oh. funny. I wow. like Rayman. We need more Rayman. <laughs> yeah, we want a Rayman standalone game, not. We do all like Rayman, you know. but. So then it moved on to one that I think a few years are looking forward to uh, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones looks. November good. 8th, it's coming. It yeah, I'll be, buy I'll be buying that when. Um, probably after Christmas when it drops in price, but it looks. No. Re I'll be researching, <laughs> um, you know what I mean, see if it's bugged or. and reviews and stuff, but it looks really good. So they showed a trailer, uh, looked fantastic, yeah, quite dark as well. It is, looked uh, impressive. Oh yeah, uh, they showed some gameplay and they're saying that when you start as a Pirate King you have to get high value goods and sell them to the highest bidder. Yeah. They showed that other pirates will come after you, yeah. showed some boat battles uh, and then that you can go on treasure hunts. Uh, then they showed that some of the insider programmers who protested it, they all said great things without saying much about it. Yeah. Uh, then they went on and talked about how you can customise your guns for your boat, the ammo, the look of the ship, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they were saying in PvP you can have friends, but friendly fire is on and so it is cross-platform. Ooh. Sounds like it's taken a lot of elements from Assassin's Creed. No surprises there. Mm. Um, obviously, the treasure hunts, we said. Mm. So I think I know next really looking forward to it that. It sounds like a lot of fun. And it's yeah. piquing my interest as well. So then they moved on and they had quite a lot of content that was just already games that are out and they're releasing new content for Riders Republic on the 14th of September. Lovely, because I own that game. Do you? I do. Uh, so they're bringing you BMX now. Oh, excellent. That's the uh, With New Korea. Is I'm that DLC? I'm not sure, it's DLC. Oh, shit, okay. Probably <laughs> uh, 25 So pounds. New Korea, new tracks, new yeah. gear and outfits, sponsors like Vans, etc., or your oh, cool. skateboarder yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, the Division 2 are getting new content. Like, I'm two. surprised that game's not dead yet. Yeah, they <laughs> must still have players because there's two more updates this year. Okay. There'll be new PB, PBB gear outfits. Mm -hmm. There's a long-term plan in place for year five. Year five, jeez. So th they went into kind of a wee Division bit in the middle of this. Yeah. They are releasing a new Division game called Tom Clancy The Division Heartland. It's a standalone adventure that, in the division. Is world. that a mobile game? No. No, that's there is a mobile game. I'm about to touch that one and that in a minute. Oh, right, You're okay. spoiling my reviews here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Standalone adventure in the division world done by Red Storm Entertainment. And it's a free to play survival action game. Uh, 
had to, you have to register for close tests just now. Yeah. Another free game. Division Resurgence Mobile. Ah. New story, factions, etc. Close beta coming this autumn. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer in the Dark Zone, which is grab what you can and escape in time. That's what the mobile game's going to be. That's the good shit. Then um, announced Rainbow Six Siege Mobile oh, is coming. They already had uh, started on the 12th for Android. iOS is still to come. Not available in the UK, I oh. think. Uh, from what I could read, because they brought up all the us the countries, UK was in there. All right, it's yeah, free okay. to play, designed for mobile, three maps, bank, border and clubhouse. Graphics weren't finished yet. They looked a bit PS3-ish. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe later PS3 where it was starting to look half decent oh, at the yeah. moment. PS, what was it, PS3 Slim or something? Uh, yeah, but I, I could still play on the big fat PS3. This seems play. like a pure <laughs> tactical game for a mobile play. <laughs> yeah, it looked weird, but it looked like it could work. Uh, I've always found that weird. It's like, what was it, they released the Elder Scrolls Blades? Was that it? That's been out a while now, isn't it? Elder, Sc- Elder Scrolls on a mobile, I can't remember. Yeah. And I always thought, how can you do that on mobile? Because they require so much precision and management and everything. I actually, I downloaded and play, uh, played uh, Blades for a little while, and it was it was shit. Oh. It was like a dumbed-down <laughs> mobile kind of caching. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't good. Right, John, so on. we moved on to Ubisoft and Netflix a partnership. Ooh. Talked about that for games with free to come. Valiant Hearts, January 2023, Mighty Quest, and an Assassin's Creed live action movie and mobile game. Oh, wow. Okay, that's good. I'll touch on the mobile game later during the Assassin's Creed showcase. <laughs> uh, then it went on about Mythic Quest Season 3 for Apple TV, if you're in there. Ubisoft Plus for free till October the 10th at the moment. Mm. If you Ubisoft. want to jump on that, that serves kind of EA Pass kind of thing. Isn't oh, it? right, right. Okay. It's a gaming on demand yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, then they went on to Trackmania. Uh, it's been in development, it's been early released for the last two years, but it's coming early 2023 on all consoles and cloud platforms. It's cross platform. And progression free to play, no microtransactions, they said. Oh, Race, it looks like it's a racing game with mad tracks, jumps, loops. Trackmania is great. You can create your own tracks. Yeah. And on early release, like two years ago, all the tracks made by the players in these two years will be able oh. to play on release. I do like that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it, does, it looks good. I don't know, have you seen it, Nick? No, I've not seen that one yet, no. Yeah. Look it up, it looks. Looks fun. I've played uh, a few of the other ones. There's been like a good few Trackmania games, and they're always over yeah. the top, kind of arcade style. Yeah, well, I played it. The last one was it Trackmania Turbo. I'm not sure. Just I think of it. It's like a uh, Skeletrix on speed. Yeah, Basically, it's yeah. like it's like the Grand Theft Auto races that yeah. make. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were inspired by Trackmania uh, courses. Well, they've been developing a new one the last two years, seemingly. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be good. Then a quick advert for Rocksmith Plus. Oh, yeah. How you learn to play the guitar? Yeah, that's now live, and you can learn. It's new 
with content for it online. That's cool. I thought that and was you can learn it online. No, it's they've rebranded it and refound it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you want to eat this one. Uh, Just Dance 2023, pre order now, holiday Just season. Dance, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, you know, a bit more of that. Uh, that was the last sort of like game released before we headed into the Assassin's Creed showcase, oh, yeah. which Nick will be having a sleep at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, yeah, not massive uh, follower of the Assassin's Creeds lately, to be honest. Stay with me, though, Nick. Stay with me. Yeah, I will. Um, Fifteen that. years since the first game. Is it? Yeah. Wow. That's why they're doing the showcase. Doesn't feel like that long. No. So they talked a wee bit of that, um, some history on it. Then they showed the first new game trailer, which by now most folk will know is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Is that coming in twenty twenty three? You can play yeah. order now. Did they make the first one, didn't they? No. Is it not? No. So they say they're going back to the roots, the action adventure game narrative driven mm. with focus on stealth and parkour. What it is, is it's a young Basim that you met in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And yeah. it shows him from going from a street thief in Baghdad to joining the Creed and becoming an assassin. Yeah, it's basically a whole new kind of story, character thing, isn't it? Yeah, and they went back to introducing the historical characters into it as well. That's really I do like that element. So, yeah. It kind of makes it, adds a bit of realism to it. I read that um, because... I don't know, if maybe because they're doing, what is it, three now? Um, the the structure of the games have changed to not be these long mammoth games that go on for 70 hours. I guess that. <laughs> do how yeah. need, but I think that's because, well, I mean, you've got three being made at the same time, but the actual games become more fun when you make them a, a condensed thing. Story driver. Story driver. Yeah. Don't, don't side quest me yeah. into... Oblivion. Odyssey was the worst ship for that actually when it was like you want to progress and see what happens next in the story by doing the next story mission but you had to level up like fucking eight or nine levels and then you even had the in-game store where you could buy EXP boosters yeah. to, to make that uh, quicker. Some of them it was like the new fine. fine well that it was boring content that they've just padded it with so they put that in as an it's option. It's just ridiculous I mean I you just get so many side quests in some of these action adventure games and a lot of them are just not relevant in any way to what you're doing. But it seems like they've really got something to show off with these this new trilogy that they're doing, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. So they moved on to show a new documentary. It's up on the YouTube channel, which I've still to watch. Yeah. Uh, and it's on the last 15 years of Assassin's Creed, behind the scenes, developers, all the guys making it. They yeah, speak to so them, so that looks quite good. Yes, the making of or something. The making of basically Assassin's Creed in the yeah. last 15 That's years. Quite so something I'll look at. Yeah, like it's it. on their YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, new Assassin's Creed Valhalla content called Last Chapter. Surprise, surprise, because the new game's coming out. Course, uh, basically right. going to tie all your DLC up and all your stories up. Some wee other side stories that you might, might never have been fully resolved. Uh, then they announced the Assassin's Creed open world mobile game set in ancient China in 2000, uh, 215 BCE called AC Codename Jade. Jesus. You can create your own character. 
cool. And part of the fun bit in it is in the Chinese streets, but you can also parkour the Great Wall of China. Oh, nice. Yeah. So wow. That's your thing. Then one that Nick might bring Nick into the Assassin's Creed, Codename Red. It's a future game. It's the future of Assassin's Creed. Codename uh, Red, yeah? Yeah, Codename Red. So it's not it is set thing. in feudal Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, and it looked, the trailer's very short. Shows you kind of like a shinobi samurai. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then it also showed that animus kind of thing oh, okay. over the top it. So it looks yeah. like we're going to have a return of the animus and we're going to go past the present. I know you didn't particularly like that. Yeah. But yeah. I did that. I did. It was the boring bits of the game, but it gives you a bit of. You feel like you're the person. I was just never the biggest Assassin's Creed fan. I did like a couple of them. I, mean, I, I like the them, gameplay, but. but... Um, was it just like cinematic then? It was just a short cinematic. Oh, okay. So there wasn't much. That's a future game. Yeah. That's future Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That's the next one. They also showed another one called Assassin's Creed Codename Hexy. And okay. it's, they say it looked a bit eerie, but dark. It showed like a wooden sort of like demonic kind of sign thing. It <laughs> And it looks like it's a different, they say it's a different experience, but said nothing about it and wanted the fans to dissect the trailer. But the trailer's like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Yeah. So I don't know what they're yeah. going to find. They mentioned about Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is a hub that connects players uh, together. And it's looking like it's going to be something standalone multiplayer to get everyone playing multiplayer together in Assassin's Creed Yeah, world. I've heard of this. So, funny, yeah. so they touched on that as well, but never really... Uh, scanned. Yeah. On the details. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Ubisoft going forward. It was an hour and a bit. And okay. so that's the, the brief version with my bullet points. A <laughs> couple of interesting things in it. Shit looks um, for Assassin's uh, Creed fans to yeah. munch on Still there. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they'll keep going with Assassin's Creed for the next 10 yeah, years. Well, Assassin's Creed, if they go back to the roots of the parkour and the thing, it will get me back into it. You know, uh, I might never get Nick in it though. I mean, Assassin's Creed's like their big, their big IP thing, isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, it's one of the heavy hitters. I do, I do wonder how big this Skull and Bones will be because you sound like they're kind of going all in. Yeah, you I know? think it's going to have longevity. I think they're going to open it up, and especially with the multiplayer, and making it cross-platform is a great idea. We yeah. need to do that nowadays, right? Every game should be cross-platform. The technology is there. For God's sake, it took a game like Fortnite <laughs> to show all these big companies... Microsoft, Steam, Sony, whoever, you can Nintendo, you can cross platform. It's not difficult. You know, it's not difficult. Everyone's got their preference on what they want to play on. Yeah, and how much money they can make with it though, if they do it right as well. Yeah, so I think cross platform's always a must. Um, yeah, so that was Ubisoft Forward. The only thing I would say about that is they didn't mention. Well, obviously, that's their Prince of Persia to you. They never mentioned. And the other thing was, they never mentioned Avatar. No. 
Meh. Which I don't <laughs> think anyone cares about, but... And you know. never mentioned... What's his name? You know the one that I'm... Sam Fisher. Aye, Sam Fisher. Oh. Never mentioned anything about getting another... Um, Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Never mentioned any of that. I was kind of disappointed. I was also disappointed they never done a new Siege. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think Siege needs a new engine on it. I think, I'll, and I'll I think they need to strip it right back to the bare bones that everyone loved that I fell in love with Siege. I, I still love know. Siege. I've not played it in a while, but so bright the coloured esports shit now. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I wonder. That. I wonder what will happen when they release Skull and Bones because that's like, well, that's a big game, but it's out the way now. What's next? Well, because the whole team wants support if you know. Yeah, I mean. yeah. So it's up to yeah. They never say it, but I mean, it they'll, be doing, they'll be doing another one next year. So obviously, that's a thing. Like it goes hark back to what Nick said about the we're just coming out of the pandemic stage. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 2023, 2024, I think you'll see more, much more games, bigger more games, games. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, 2023 is going to be an amazing year. Yeah, so we could always... So, Nick, you've got some dark corner for us this week. Oh, I did it earlier with that. um, Was that just the one bit? Night Trap is um, the dark game that I played. Yeah, what about Observer, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, I played Observer. Did I not speak about it last time, did I not? Mm, Did you? I'm not sure, I can't remember. remember. Uh, Well, Observer was... um, I just remember share playing it, you share played it with me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was one of the most strangest, weirdest games I've I've seen. And you walked into that wall that was like a big vagina. Yeah, it was a psychological horror game, basically. So it's like the premises is that you are in the future. It's kind of like a little bit like a kind of cyberpunk kind of kind of future kind of, um, um, you know, setting. So you are a detective and you go to this building because it's where your son lives. So you go to to go and see him. And when you get in there, um, you find him dead or decapitated. So then you're trying to figure out, uh, then you then go on, um, the whole place goes into a lockdown because you found a murder, and then you are in this building and you've got to go and interview all the people in the building, and you've got to try and, uh, it's got three floors and a basement and a, like a tattoo shop outside, you know, this kind of like lockdown area, and you've got to try and figure out who killed your son and where he is and that, and it's just... <laughs> fucking weird i mean you could you've got different uh visions so you've got like night vision um you can see heat signatures you can see like electrical stuff and it, everyone has like is like has mods so you have like metal arms a bit like blade runner kind of thing um this thing's awesome. and it was just weird the house was like it was alive at one point and it was just doing sex noises yeah um, i watched that <laughs> and then you walked and, into the, the vagina wall yeah, it was like we, you then, because because the, uh, an observer is a special type of person because they're so augmented, 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 correct word, um, that eventually they go mad because what they do is that they go into people's um, minds in order to find, uh, to find out details about them and you go into the deepest, dark regions of their mind and they are other levels that you play. So you, you go into 
people who are conscious, you go into people who are dead, and you're not supposed to go into people who are dead, and um, you have to try and figure out clues from within their brain or within their psyche and get out as well. And um, the whole time you try to figure out what there's a, something trying to kill everybody and you're trying to figure out what it is. And um, yeah, it's an Unreal Engine 4. It has uh, Rutger Hauer playing the lead, uh, playing the detective, who was the um, the blonde guy from Blade Runner, the original. And it adult version of him, it was weird, mate, and it was. This is one of the last things he did before he died, as well, because he rest in peace. He died back in two thousand and nineteen. So, um, but yeah, it was. It was. Kin in my mind, it was a bit pointless, but it was. It was. It was worth playing, though. It's. It is worth a playthrough. It is interesting, but it just got really, really weird. And like John said, it was like the more mad you go, the more fucked up everything seems around you. In that, like the house making sexual noises, you go in through <laughs> trapdoors or holes in the wall, and they end up looking like vaginas. And you're just like, yeah, fucking no idea what was going on at one. I literally uh, had John on call, and I was telling him I have no idea what I'm doing, no idea what I'm going and what I'm supposed to be doing, and I just spent the most of the game just going, what the fuck? Three wish we had recorded that. Yeah, I should have done it. Some, um, <laughs> like even yeah. with me just in the chat, you know, talking to you, yeah. like, ah, just, uh, ah, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, so. uh, but it was a was uh, they see the, the idea of plugging in someone said that's like that movie with Keanu Reeves. Is it Johnny something? You mean Tom Cruise? Like? No, Keanu Reeves. He played a guy where he carries stuff in his head. Don't know. Huh? Don't know. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. I'm going to have to Google that. I thought your name was Johnny. No, <laughs> it was. Uh, he used to. He had to. He had to plug things into their heads. It was set in a dystopian future. Matrix. And, uh, the Matrix? No, not the Matrix. It's for the Matrix. And he would carry messages in his head to oh, one right. person to the other. And down you mean uh, uh, Johnny McMnemonic or something? Ah, that's it. Yeah. I've not seen that. 1995. I'll have to have a look up for that because I've not I seen that. I loved that movie. It didn't make it great <laughs> reviews, but I enjoyed that. It's got iced tea in it. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. in it? It's, it's honestly, <laughs> I loved the movie. Yeah, it, it was it. As what it is, it was it was a movie like I liked today where I just sit and switch my head off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. do you have anything else for us, Nick? Uh, the only other thing is I listened to um, both episodes of the Hideo Kojima uh, podcast on Spotify now. What did you think? Um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I think uh, the first one was just about um, ideas that he's had and stuff about Metal Gear, like where the name Solid Snake came from because it was like a stealth-based game. So it brought, um, you know, opened up everybody to make stealth-type games. Um, and how he struggled to make everything because nobody could understand his concepts because back then they just didn't know what he was talking about until eventually it started making sense the further it went into production. Um, and then the second episode, he's mainly talking about the movie Nope and UFOs and Aliens, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, movie Nope is by Jordan Peele, and if you haven't seen Us or Get Out, I highly recommend seeing those, but yeah. Nope was 
absolutely brilliant. I really enjoyed that. So I highly recommend seeing that. Like, so if, if Hideo Kojima said that he's been to the cinema and he's going to go watch it again because it's that good, yeah, it's worth watching. Eh? He didn't mention anything about another assassination, so there's a bit going on there. He did re- uh, Kojima Studios did release a poster, though.
It's got a weird sort of a camera thing. But then it's like squad boost. You have to build up your squad. Yeah. You know? And then it goes back to that classic turn-based RPG yeah. stuff, which is just like the old Pokemon games. It's just good fun, though. Yeah. A lot of fun. It's called Octopath Traveler because there's eight different stories to play through when you play yeah. the game. I quite like that idea. It makes it stand out, you know? Um, and then we got some... We didn't actually see jack shit of gameplay, but Pikmin 4 was announced. In was it? That was going oh, to be here okay. for 2023. Um, we've got a uh, thing for Kirby Returns to Dreamland. Okay. Yeah. I know, and this is the, I don't know if you, uh, the reason we like Kirby is because of the original Kirby in Dreamland, yeah. right? Like the old 3D <laughs> ones. And so this is like a return to that for the Switch. We side note on Kirby, sorry. Yeah, when I was in Newcastle, <laughs> the wee man was wanting to spend his money, so we were in Mankind. And he loves his figures, like his Naruto figures and all that. Oh, he yeah, loves all them. Uh-huh. And they were, uh, all the, they've got all their figures too for like 50 quid. And he debated for 15 minutes over where getting some anime Japanese figure yeah. or the Kirby as the second one. And it was just a teensy little Kirby and it was <laughs> cute as hell. <laughs> and uh, he ended up getting the... The Japanese, the Japanese thing, thing, yeah, but he, he waited 15 minutes on standing there, and I'm like, oh my god, did he just make a decision? But yeah, no, like, he's, he's a cool character. He's, uh. Yeah, Kirby's a cool little character. Yeah, he's, well, he's a famous Nintendo one, wasn't he? Yeah, a lot of the, a lot the Nintendo in, ones are famous, he was, in, he was in that Adam Sandler movie, wasn't he? <laughs> Kirby. Which ah. one? Uh, get, game Over? No. Game over. Oh, I never seen that one with Pac-Man. Game Pac-Man, over, like Pac-Man you had the uh, Pac-Man's owner. Oh yeah, Pac-Man. And Pac-Man yeah. bit his arm off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's a typical Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. So bad, it, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how <laughs> Adam Sandler's not been great since his first, day, his first day. His first but uh, some of the movies now are just that bad and good. Yeah. So. Well. The last sort of thing from the Nintendo Direct, which was the big heavy hitter, uh, was the new Zelda game, uh, which was everybody was just been calling it Breath of the Wild Part Two for so long. Yeah. They never have got an actual name and a date for it, which is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, uh, set to be released on May the twelfth. So. Twelfth um, next year. So yeah, I mean, it, we didn't see a whole lot. We seen. It was mostly like cinematics, but then. What little gameplay we did see seems to be uh, Link jumping from sort of these floating islands down to Hyrule. So yeah, oh yeah, I saw the trailer for Zelda. It looks really good. We're looking at uh, a sort of like open world on the land as well as all these floating islands and stuff. And yeah, but like they did say it was going to be sort of or in the clouds. Yeah, sense. <laughs> that's certainly what it looks like. If I remember right as well, uh, Breath of the Wild. It's set right after Skyward Sword, or right before it, which is like the beginning of the Zelda canon, where Hyrule was mostly like floating islands and stuff. So I think that's going to delve more into the yeah. lore for those fucking saddle Zelda geeks like myself who just can't get enough of it, right? So I think we're going to have that's a little good bit more to read into it. It kind of tells you more of the backstory to it, yeah? Yeah, well, Breath of the Wild didn't really have a lot of story to it, where it was all... It was all Do just job, fun and yeah. play, right? Yeah. Whereas this one, I don't know, it seems to have a little bit more narrative in it, which mm. I, I know tapping into that potential. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct. That was the Switch Corner. I finally did a Switch Corner. <laughs> yeah, Switch section, Switch Corner. <laughs> That's it for this week. Um, 
There was also State of Play while it's I was away. Sony. And John went to that for me as well, John. Yeah, I watched that as well. <laughs> uh, it was shorter than Ubisoft Fallen. It was more, mainly trailers with some gameplay put on and the trailers like the Nintendo. So it kicks off straight away with Tekken 8. Hell yeah. Tekken 8. Bandai, obviously Bandai Namco. Looks awesome. Didn't have a release date. Showed some of the game and all that and it looked it was set in like a, like a, on a volcano kind of thing. There was fire burning. Oh, okay. Two guys. <laughs> can't remember. One of them looked familiar. I can't even remember my Tekken characters. But it looks, looks good. Looks yeah. really good. Uh, then they moved on to two games for the Sony VR2. Oh, which is coming out. Uh, they didn't go on about the VR2, but they went on about these two games. Which they're mainly games that are already out, but they're getting redone for Sony VR. Yeah. Okay. So the first one was Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition. Oh yeah, uh, done by IOM X Lab Immersive Entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's like a first person sh shooter. Showed up to D2 and C3PO's like your companions. Mm -hmm. and, okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, they mentioned the first order in it but it's set before that I don't know it was weird <laughs> no, maybe it was a mistake in the trailer I don't it know it unless it's like extra stuff you get later I don't maybe know maybe it's at the end I don't know. it's already out I think it's already out for the Oculus video, yeah, the, video game logic uh, um, yeah. still because of the first one or out in VR ah yeah so, so this is just know, enhancing it for the Sony VR, VR too. too yeah I don't know I can't say the second game is already out on Steam as well it's called Demio uh, done by Demio D-E-M-E-O Demo Demo it's done by Resolution Games and it looked like a turn based game where you use cards and a similar kind of D&D &D feel to it. Oh, right. Yeah, and obviously yeah. the VR zooms you into the character. And, that know, sounds and thingy, So oh, that was good. Cool. So then, uh, Nick, you'll be happy. A lot of these, a lot of the following trailers that came are Japanese origin. Love it. <laughs> uh, they've done Like a Dragon Inshin. It's coming February 2023. Developer is RYU. Good Studio, RGG Studio, right? Uh, is that the rebrand of Yakuza, isn't it? Similar, yeah. It's rebuilt from the ground, action adventure, historical thriller set in 1860, and how the iconic samurai era vanished. Showed you a samurai, but you were using like a six-year gun as well. Oh, fight and cool. it's a set kind of in that period. Cool as hell. Okay. Well, they had um, it comes from it's a spin off of like a dragon series, like so yeah, it's yeah, like because yeah. they, yeah. they were back on the PlayStation 3, 4, and uh, and 3 back in the day. Um, but um, the original was 2014, and the remake is coming out early next year, February, is it? Yeah, February 2023. Yeah, it'll probably be quite a lot of fun, actually. It's it quite, quite fun. a crazy it's game, fun. it's quite comical as well. Yeah, it did. It looked quite good. Next trailer they showed was a different trailer for Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yes. So it's a girl student going into a shop that's for sale and what looks like Diagon Alley. 
goes to the basement, hears dark voices, and then it cuts to things coming alive, and it saw a bit of gameplay using magic against them. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, then at the end, it announced it's an exclusive quest called The Haunted Hogsmeade Shop for the PlayStation. Oh, it's quite an exclusive quest. Quite an exclusive quest, yes. Then they showed a game which I had to watch twice (laughs) just to try and get a grip of what it was. What it was. It's called Pacific Drive. Okay. Sometime in 2023. It's a debut game from a developer called Ironwood Studios. It looks very post-apocalyptic, set in the near future. It looks like you can upgrade your car. Okay. With all these electrical things. And so then the game, the trailer showed they're getting in the car, some noise, something over the radio saying, and he was like, not again, and he jumps in the car and drives off. And as you're driving, the ground started rising. There's mad weather started happening, rain, lightning. These funny things, electrical things flying in the air, and then there was like lightning and some green gas, and it was yeah, supernatural road trip. Sounds Uh, a a bit like Pacific Rim in a game. Sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah, so yeah, so. uh, All right, so um, the player the the player has to take their car on a trip through a surreal and dangerous route in the Pacific Northwest that is actively collapsing into pockets of unreality around the player. Um, So it's similar to Hades or Cult of the Lamb, but how many of those games put you behind the wheel of a car and let you just drive to the open road? The car is the player's lifeline, while they do have to get out from the driver's seat from time to time to clear a path, check a reading or investigate an area, they're much less vulnerable behind the wheel. Uh, the pri- primary player hub will be, a, uh, will be a garage, which will help you upgrade and repair your car in between runs. And it looks like it's a Winnebago. Yes, yes, sorry, yeah, I missed that fact, yeah. It's a Winnebago. It does look like a Winnebago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks mental. Yeah, that looks like, uh, that sounds quite crazy, so, yeah. I'll, I'll go have a look at the trailer after this. What's it called again? It's called uh, Pacific Drive. Oh, sure. uh, sometime next year. But 2023, yeah. So sometime this month, they, they, they started talking about PlayStation Stars. Oh, the which is a free-to-join yeah. rewards game with you end points. It showed all the digital collectibles you can get. It's like, aye, okay, fair enough. That didn't really Nobody interest cares. So yeah, How no, do you I get a point? I too excited about that either, to yeah. be fair. So next one is an old Japanese game by Bandai Namco called Sinduality. Bandai Namco, yes please. What was it called? Sinduality. S-Y-N duality. Sinduality? Yeah, 2023 it's coming. Looks like you go into this sort of like mechanical robot thing, collect crystals on like a kind of alien world kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Yes. I knew Nick would be Sounds probably right in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> PvP, PvP, PvE mech kind of game. It's uh, multiplayer. There we go. See, the man with the PC is <laughs> able to Google it and get me. I'm going by trailers here. Yeah. so And they didn't mention anything about PvP or that. They just showed the trailer. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so then it came up for some PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. 
First one's done by a studio called Shift Up Studio, Japanese studio. And it used to be Project Eve. Don't know if anyone has that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's now I have, yeah. Blade. And it's due out in 2023. It's called Action. what, sorry? It's, sorry? What's it called, sorry? Stella Blade. Stella Blade. It used to be Project Eve. Stella Blade. Uh, That's a lot of stuff for 2023, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arching RPG combat set in the future where they come to reclaim an extinct Earth. Oh. Kind of get taken to the last sort of like living settlement of humans. And they've got to save Earth from enemies called the Native. But it's like a capital N, small A, capital T. Enemy bad guys. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> It looks great. It's Japanese. Looks I very pretty. It looks beautiful. It looks like you're playing a manga comic. So Nick will love that. <laughs> yes. It looks like kind of Dead Space type type creatures, Andy. Yeah. The enemy. Like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Necromorphs. Know. So that was that. Okay. Yeah. So they announced something for 2024. And it's called Rise of the Ronin. Oh, I've seen that. That looks awesome. It's developed by Team Ninja. It's set in 1863 Japan. Action RPG. And it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. It really does. Oh. It looks beautiful. Oh, that looks good. <laughs> uh, then they announced on the 9th of November, you could get a God of War controller. Yeah. <laughs> looks quite nice. Is it just an axe? It's like a blue, it's like white with sort of like blue sort of like lines with the God of War symbol in the middle. That's good. Like, eh. oh, you don't remember how they used to get the PlayStation 4, yeah. like, <coughs> PlayStation, but for games, you know, the big games, they showed that. Um, then they closed up Sony State of Play, it wasn't a long one, and they closed up with a new God of War trailer. Yeah, obviously. You know, obviously. Obviously, we all know about God of War, <laughs> Ragnarok, <laughs> Santa Monica Studio, yeah. 9th of November. Everyone's hyped for a new God of War. Everyone's hyped for it. They've already sold about 10 million copies of this thing, don't Yes. Yeah, yeah I, bought, I bought 9 million of them. So it showed you a bit more sto like story without giving away the story. Yeah. I'm, not wa I'm not watching any of it, but the last time I did that was Biomutant. I didn't watch anything six months leading up to it because I didn't want any spoilers. And yeah. And that closed state play, which obviously closed they're going to close state of play with a big one, and they closed it. Close. Um, wasn't wasn't a massive one, but they do a state play a couple of times Quite a year. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically just their way of announcing these games are coming here. Yeah. Sure. Or here's a new game in development. You know. So. Yeah. Sure. We'll up to. Yeah, so now if you want to watch these trailers, you'll go on YouTube, you'll get them, on, them up, yeah. on someone's channel in 20 Sony, minutes. Sony has minutes. some good ones, though. I think the Nintendo one was pretty poor this time round. <laughs> All the games look beautiful. Yeah. If not one game looks bad. Mm. I think like, I like graphically. Mm. Um, they're not all to my taste. And um, if Nick watched Sony State of Play, he'd have a permanent hard on, I think. <laughs> uh, I do now, just from your voice, mate. 
We'll, we'll have a private conversation later, man. Um, yeah, you have to pay Palmer some money first, though. Um, <laughs> aye, it's just a lot of Japanese-based games in this state of play. Uh, look good. They look beautiful, always do. Mm. Not necessarily my cup of tea games. New Tekken, though, right? Now, that's the one that, that and Rise of Ronin, in Sony's state of play, obviously, force, uh, God of War's got my money. Money. Eventually, it, by Christmas, I'll have my money. Uh, but in the game show, Tekken 8 raised my interest again. I haven't. But Tekken 7 is massive though, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's been going for years and it's never really dropped much in price. And it's also got tournaments all around the world. I mean, it is a massive, massive game. Eh? Well, they kind of games are massive and they're massive in, the, in Asia. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Tekken, Street Fighter. We're getting a new combat. Street Fighter as well. It's a good time to be a, a so, fighting game fan. Yeah, the fighting games are massive over there. Uh, but this looks beautiful, and it was like, well, I could maybe, maybe play, try play it again. But I wonder if they'll change uh, some characters out or bring some old ones back or something. That'd be interesting. But... Well, I recognise one of the characters without no re playing Tekken in that much over the last decade. <laughs> you know, so he looked familiar, but maybe I've just seen the poster. Uh, but Rise of Ronan. Rise of the Ronin looks good, yeah. and um, also the the other samurai one, like a dragon. Oh, like a dragon. Yeah, yeah. looked yeah. and looks like I would maybe delve into all of them. Yeah. Give me a minute to play the Yakuza like a dragon game. Yeah, I've seen them. Since. Have we talked about that after? Yeah. Remember, I was going through the games. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's but Yeah, I think that's the expectation now, though. Every game has to look brilliant as a, as a minimum. Yeah, but like you said, they were all cinematic. A lot of them were cinematic trailers. You saw some gameplay. I mean, you saw some of the gameplay in the, the, the fighting ones. Eh? Yeah. Eh, not the fighting ones, but like the RPG ones, eh? like yeah, the Japanese yeah. ones. You saw some of that. And then the Rise of the Ronin looked. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. it was like you jumped off a building, you float <laughs> in, and it was like Assassin's Creed. Kind That's of. the vibe I got. It was it. a very Assassin's Creed vibe, being Assassins like more action yeah. based. Uh-huh. You know, um, yeah. So, and it looked beautiful. The, the the detail and the ray tracing on it looked really good. Hell yeah! Yeah. So, what was that? Well, I'm afraid I don't have any news this week for you. No um, gaming news. I've got some Xbox game news for you though. Oh, do you? Golden Eyes coming to it. So we have to all bring our controllers to Andy. Andy will get on the Xbox <laughs> game. Old back, uh, game we'll have some old eye. school yeah. Golden Eye. Hell yeah. I've seen that. One of the best uh, multiplayers I've ever played in my life, is it? Yeah. It was just so much fun with your mates. From childhood, that was like... That and then it was the Halo games. I never, I never owned an Xbox until way later on. I never had the first Xbox, so... I can remember even me and my buddies, we had the two TVs set up in the, the room. Back in the day with <laughs> the TVs old school alien. Yeah, we, we did that probably with the PS2, eh? Big fat time time splitters and N64s and that, like, yeah. Just especially 
bought fucking system link cable from Xbox mm. to Xbox yeah. to get a whole eight players in a game. <laughs> well, you could have you can you have. You had like the multi-plug things though, didn't you? So you could plug them all in and you'd have like two multi-plugs yeah. plugged into two PlayStations or something like that, like, and then you'd have it on. Yeah. I had that for the PS2 as well. I remember mm. that for uh, times. Ah, so much fun, man. Like, just having everybody in a room with you, man, like, it's just epic. Because you'd have the girls there as well, like, their missuses and single girls and that, like, so you can mingle and, bounce and swap around on the games and that, like, it's so much fun, like. Um, I, think, uh, I think Xbox will learn the quiet end of the year and it'll kick off next year with Starfield again. Starfield! More games after that. I think I think if like, once we get in a new year, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see a lot more announcements of the upcoming games there. I was yeah. going to imagine, yeah, we'll have the Game Awards and so on. Yeah. So. Well, I don't, know if, I don't know if Andy's seen this and I don't know if he ever played it, but um, Crisis Core turns 15 today. Oh, or at least it, it, it turned... <laughs> yeah, so they're making... Um, Crisis Core is basically a Final Fantasy VII spin-off, which was made 15 years ago, but it was made solely um, um, released on the PSP. It wasn't released on anything else. So I remember I played that back in the day and just loved it because I just love Final Fantasy. But um, but that's coming now. It's called Final, uh, Crisis Core Reunion, and it's coming out on the 13th of December this year. So there's not much left to do. Um, but Tetsuya uh, Nomura has just said like it's going to be based around Zack's story from Final Fantasy VII, and it is a prequel as well. Um... Of, of Zach Fair, who was the second soldier class, uh, uh, and he'll have Cloud in it and stuff like that. Like, and it's also got mechanisms of uh, called uh, Digital Mind Wave, which is kind of things where you can have limit breaks, where you can actually call other players to come in, and it's going to have um, familiar faces and stuff like that. Like, and it's uh, yeah, it looks uh, looks like it's uh, pretty sexy. It's going to be pretty good. But rather than just be Vita. It's going to be um, on all platforms, so um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be worth uh, worth worth getting. I'll probably definitely have a look at that myself, to be honest, because I just love Final Fantasy VII. But Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is going to be uh, PlayStation exclusive, so. Oh, okay. Well, on that happy birthday note. I think we're going to call it time there. Got some breaking news. I just had a quick Google search or something, sorry. Just quickly, uh, if you've got a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X and S, Team Ninja, who are releasing a game that we talked about, mm -hmm. uh, I'll put a demo up just now for the next 10 days. It's called uh, Wulong Fallen Dynasty, set in the Three Kingdoms era. Well, people have been waiting on the that. The demo's one. live and will expire in 10 days, which sounds like a while, but Wulong Fallen Dynasty is a promise as heck of a challenge for gamer of all stripes. Featuring swordplay ripped from Chinese martial arts, the demo will showcases the strategies and swiftness of battle, who's ga giving gamers a taste of online multiplayer, the character creator, and in-game abilities, including vertical exploration and importance of moral. If you're able to beat the demo, you'll be rewarded with a special crouching dragon helmet, which will be in your inventory in the main game once it launches. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so it's still sounding slightly daunting. 
gone in. Don't worry, Team Ninja. I'll pull together a tutorial to introduce players to the difficulty spike and how to wield different weapons to get the best of them. Oh, nice. So, there we you go. You guys need to check that out. Check that out. So, players. And I will let Michael finish up. Yes, well, I'm well, just going to say on that note, I think we'll end it there because we're running out of chat. Yeah. So just make sure um, you uh, look out for our YouTube uh, soon yes. enough. Like, because over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be uploading um, some content onto our the Gamer Talks YouTube channel. So we'll have a mixture of stuff from Battlefield 2042, some Deep Rock Galactic, uh, maybe some 50, FIFA 22 if we behave ourselves, Human Fall Flat, and um, a delivery service game as well, like so, and uh, maybe some sing uh, solo content. So, um, and for the next um, podcast, I'm going to do some research on the Steam Deck because we haven't done anything on that yet. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Good we're going to be setting up a Twitch as well yeah. uh, over the weekend. Yeah. So uh, if you want to follow on Twitter at Gamer Talks, yeah, and you will be kept updated there. Yes. As well. Yeah, you will. You'll see lots of things there. Yes. <laughs> Trails and like. And if, yeah, yeah, if you want to, if you want to bully us, some like you know, no, just questions you want to answer. Uh, All yeah. abuse for <laughs> anything. Well, listen, thank you, John, for being yes, here again. Yes, always, always a pleasure. In attending all the events on my behalf, that was also nice of you. It was, it was, <laughs> it was. It caused domestics, but hey, don't worry about it. I'm a charmer when I want to be. Nick, you too. Thanks for being here. No worries. I appreciate you uh, having me and uh, everyone listening. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll catch up with you next time. Andy, as always, lovely seeing you. Lovely to be here. Thank you all for listening. Yes, indeed. Thanks for listening, subscribing, all the normal stuff. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.